Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Jordy Wardman. Jordy, you are the founder of One Stop Dev Shop and WaveReview.com. And you're also the host of the Big Break Software Podcast. You're a serial entrepreneur and you're the previous founder and chief operating officer of three other companies. Jordy, welcome. Josh, thanks so much. I'm excited to be on the show. Let's, uh, let's get down to business. <laughs> so how did you find yourself into the uh, entrepreneurial world? Uh, so that would, that would bring me back to, uh, about, um, 2003 or so. Um, I was working at an office job in Bermuda, uh, mm-hmm. that, which is where I'm from. And I was, I was like an Oracle DBA system administrator. And, um, I wasn't crazy. I had not really worked in an office and there was a lot of politics and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I started something on the side, Yeah. Uh, and it was at the time it was a Bermuda shorts business. Um, and, and it started to do, um, it started to do pretty well, but the way we, you know, I didn't know that much about business. So the way we had structured the business is I basically took out a loan, um, once a year, um, let's say it's like 300,000 or something. And I like three years in a row, I basically would work all year. And at the end of the year, year I would come and I'd have to order a little bit more in order to grow and grow my yeah. accounts. But basically I was just like flat, you know? So I, I was looking, I was working full time. I had this business. So I was, you know, working and paying off this $300,000 loan. And I was like, why am I even doing this? You know, um, I'm basically, you know, ending up break even. Um, so I actually started another business and I sold that business. So that was the first business I sold. And um, basically since then, uh, I was able to quit my job in about 2006 and I went mm-hmm. full time. And since then I haven't looked back. Yeah. So your first business then you're doing, you're doing what? Uh, so it was the Bermuda shorts. Oh, the, I'm sorry, the Bermuda yeah. shorts. Right. And yeah. so tell, tell me then how, uh, you know, with, again, with the uh, Bermuda shorts company, um, the, the life cycle of that business. So that was um, that was a business that was basically uh, it, it obviously a lot of summer, spring and summer stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, we would go to trade shows in like kind of November through uh, March, and that was when we were sort of booking most of our business. And then we started to um, we started to get into the online stuff, which was actually too bad. It's too bad that I don't have those the skills that I have now because yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, I could have. I had an actor Michael Michael Douglas was wearing them, and uh, Seth Godin was wearing them. So people loved them. Wow! But it's just because it was such a strain, you know. Like it was, you know. I just didn't know what I was doing. Basically. Uh, sure, sure. But yeah. that experience was pretty valuable for you for your subsequent oh, yeah. businesses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel huge. like everyone yeah. needs like a burner business to. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you yeah. got to fail at least once or twice. Not yeah. fail, but you know have. Yeah you know, go through the school of hard knocks because uh, yeah, that'll yeah, learn definitely. you something. Definitely. That's right. 
So then your next company, uh, then you start, well, eventually, I guess you go on to reputation management and marketing, right? That's right. So I started at the time that I had the Bermuda Shorts company, I also started a Wi-Fi business, um, which um, I was looking at buying a, a, this business. It was it, it was basically put VOD into movies, video on demand. So this is like 2006. It was kind of, uh, you know, like a new thing. Um, so I was looking at buying this business in Bermuda and I went to my mentor um, who was a Bermudian guy. And I said, what do you, th- I'm looking at buying this business. What do you think? He says, Oh, this looks really interesting. Uh, so he and I kind of started to go down a rabbit hole and we found there was another more interesting business happening in Mexico. And he basically went and funded it. Uh, he, I got him to invest $3 million in this business and I basically, he had me run it. So I moved to Mexico to run this business. And we ran that from 2006 and we sold it in 2015. And during that time, I started the reputation management. Yeah. Uh, that was in 2013. So, Jordy, for people uh, who, you know, want like, a, can you kind of explain reputation management, what that involves? Yeah. So it's basically like, it's, it's really about reviews, right? So a big, the big thing about reviews is that people just don't ask for them. Right. So um, what we do is we basically like, let's say a big um, customer niche for us is music, music stores and music teachers. Um, So they have their students come in and they have their emails and all they need to do is just drop their emails into our software and we take yeah. care of the rest. And it's basically like, it sends a thank you. It says uh, a short survey. How likely are you to recommend? And then it goes on to ask the people that, um, that like it to, to leave a review. And then if they're neutral or negative, it says, you know, it sends it back to the music teacher says, Hey, you better take care of this. Cause you're yeah. about to get a bad review. Right, right. So the idea, and, and, and I know that there are some software platforms, and, and so I understand that that's your service is that you help. So with, um, with rate wave review, um, yeah. it will we'll kind of explain that a little bit. But the, the, and again, that's the general idea is that you want to identify your unhappy customers and make Correct. them happy. Um, Correct. You find yeah. a way to make it good by them. Yeah. Or they go out and, uh, and hammer you, know, you yeah. Yeah, exactly. And kind of vent their frustrations to the world. Uh, and, but, you know, if you do have happy customers, please, you know, let's, that means we've done our job and uh, yeah. we would love to leave for you a review. Like yeah. We'd love to, to do that so that we can move up the rankings because reviews is really important, obviously with Google SEO and stuff. Oh gosh. Yes. Uh, so for, uh, you know, if you're doing e-com, I think that opens up a, a number of other places where reviews would exist. But, um, you know, if you're just a general, well, if you're a brick and mortar business, then that opens up, you know, potentially Yelp and a lot of others. But I think yeah. generally everybody's going to fall into Google and Facebook are, are two big Correct. ones. And yeah. Any other big ones that everyone should be like, yeah, you pay attention to that. Uh, so, so we do Amazon as well. Um, oh gosh, but, yeah. but I think for, I think for SEO is Google's a big one. Um, so, so that's the one we really focus on and people seem to seem to, to worry about the most is Google for, for specifically because it's to, to rank higher in their local markets because, you know, that's where people are mostly getting um, their customers from is from Google. What do you say, Jordy, to someone, a business owner and say, man, I don't have any reviews. What am I doing wrong? 
well, I basically said, well, our, you know, I mean, the, the obvious question is what you have to, or what are you doing to proactively get those reviews? And uh, a lot of the time it's like, well, you know, I asked someone, but it's like, it's, it's different when you ask someone because they, they may have the intention of saying, um, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave you a review. And then they get home and they're, you know, the, the baby's crying or whatever, they're cooking dinner mm. or something and they just forget about it. But when you send an email, um, and that's the thing is email. And then it's a timely follow-ups and, and you're, I'm sure you're a crack marketer. You, you would never send one email to a, a prospect, right? I send four. So, um, you know, and I automate it and that's how I get like 80% responses, mm. you know, um, so, uh, so for example, so we're actually going through this right now. So for example, so our, Woo, uh, so we have WooCommerce set up as kind of our shopping okay. engine on our website. So yeah. great timing would be, um, you know, after they make that purchase, or maybe it's like, you know, 10 days after they've yeah. had the opportunity to kind of experience it, then they, they can leave a little bit more intelligent review as opposed to, you know, they just ordered it and okay, now, right now, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, I, I yeah. Think. So for, for our e-com guys, what we recommend is, um, you know, Amazon, you, you can't send as many emails, but we have a, we have a, um, we have a integration with, um, I don't know, big commerce or something. Um, yeah, big commerce, I think it is, but we, we generally, uh, recommend like a, a thanks for your order, like right at the time they order. Then, then there's like five days is like, Hey, you should be getting your, um, you should be getting your order now. Did you have any problems? And then after that is, you know, you give them another sort of three days to say, how are you liking it? And it depends, you know, like if it's a, say like a diet supplement or something, they're not going to know. So you got to think, you got to sort of uh, plan out when they would maybe like, um, like start seeing the effects of, of the product they bought. So you sort of time it right when they should be seeing the effects. So if it's like, um, maybe if it's like a, um, like a, some kind of thing that they're going to start using immediately, like a toothbrush or hairbrush or something like that. Mm -hmm. You can pretty much ask them three days after, um, say, Hey, we'd love to hear if hear what you think. Um, and can you leave us honest feedback? Um, and that's the key. You got to say honest feedback. You can't say, can you leave us a five-star review? Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Uh, so Jordy, can you tell me a little bit about uh, one stop dev shop? Yeah, so um, I was hoping you'd say yes. By the way, usually I don't get any no's to that question. <laughs> Tell me about your business. Uh, yeah. Some maybe some other time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, one stop dev shop is something that I uh, after I sold, I had another company um, actually in between um, these. Uh, that was a ecom business. That's why I know quite quite a bit about ecom. Um, uh, it was organic salt. And so I, um, I had that, it was doing really well. My partner, um, I sold to my partner. He was sort of in Mexico at the time I moved to Europe. It kind of made sense for him to sort of take it over. So I sold to him and, um, I had some cash, you know, obviously from the sale. So I was kind of like, well, what am I going to do now? Um, and wave review at the time wasn't really a full-time business for me. And I was in Switzerland, which is very expensive. Uh, so I decided to start one stop dev shop, which is basically a development agency. Um, and because I had wave review, uh, I know how to develop SaaS, and I knew a lot about developing software. I'm not a developer myself. Um, I'm only slightly technical. Um, but 
um, SAS really, the business model really interests me. So um, I, I was looking around for some developers to maybe start a SaaS on my own. And I found this team that's great. I've been working with them now for about two and a half years and they've been really good. And they're like literally always on time, always on budget, which is like, you know, for a dev team, it's like unheard of, you know, it's kind of like a contractor, you know, like that's going to build a house being on time and on budget, you know, it's like never happens. So these guys are on time on budget and, um, yeah, so so that is the agency that um, that I started with these guys, and it's been growing uh, pretty steadily. So uh, I'm really liking it, and um, I've aligned myself with them um, so that you know we sort of have weekly meetings, and and they're really my team, and what we want to think of it as growing together. So we have goal like you know sort of team goals, and um, it's been really good. Uh, and, and I'm even going to give them a piece in a new software as a service that we're starting together. So they're going to be my partners and yeah, nice. just sort of strengthening the bond between, um, you know, between us. Yeah. And, um, and just so you know, too, you're, you're, you've got a great microphone, but when you uh, tap the table, it kind of goes boom through oh, the microphone. Okay. Just we'll so you know, that. I know I, <laughs> that happens. Well, that's a good like, thing to know. Yeah. So, um, you know, so you can, um, and just since we're, uh, pointing out things, uh, that the listener hears, um, if you have like these little rubber band things on your mic yeah. mount, um, sometimes okay. those, those can help as well. So a little, oh, okay. little pro tip to all of my other I podcast like friends or podcast guest friends <laughs> listening. Uh, well, you should so, know a thing or two about podcasting because you're doing <laughs> it every day, right? Uh, yeah. So we do, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We do about, uh, do about seven to 15 interviews a week. And people, wow, it's, you know, people say, how on earth do you do that? And it's just like, you know, well, what it is for me is we get to, you know, when you connect with people and you think about Jordy, the, you know, the people that you do business with and how did those relationships come? Some of them are going to come through SEO. They're just searching for you. They read yeah. the reviews. They like you and they want to do business. But if you think about all of the business that you do through relationships, so-and-so recommended you to me. Like I just yeah. had one, I'm, dude's a major, major real estate investor. I was like, wow. But it was just a mutual connection because someone was a guest on the podcast. And so that's why, you know, my advice for, especially for higher service businesses, Uh just network with as many people as you can. Great stuff. Be nice. Do nice things to awesome people with no yeah. ulterior motive serve right, them right. it's like the bob, bob bird go-giver philosophy is yeah, yeah, yeah. Big so, which is such an easy thing to do isn't it, it is leaving yeah. reviews my gosh yeah. i got listen I, this is what I, I i told this i've told this to a couple of people uh if like there's a couple of people are like look i'm i'm effectively shut down you know, as of when we're recording this kind of you know hopefully getting toward the tail end of you know everyone having to yeah. just sh- shut in at home uh but they're like what do i do i'm like Go out and just start the people that you want to eventually do business with. Go out and write five to 10 reviews a day, honest reviews about your experience and what you know about them uh, and see what happens. Like that's writing reviews for someone is it's so easy to do and it's so valuable. It's so valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One thing I wanted to talk about uh, was uh, you know, on your front page for, and again, this is one stop dev shop.io. And I'd really love people to kind of check this out because I think a lot of us listening 
we, we hire developers and I think mm-hmm. a lot of us hire developers on Upwork and yeah. you have a lot of experience with that. Um, I do as well. Sometimes it goes, hope, most of the time it goes really well. Sometimes it doesn't. And there right. are a lot of risks when you're yeah. hiring, especially if you're inexperienced and hiring. Yeah. Like I've been an internet developer since the nineties. So I'm kind of a, you know, I'm kind of a tough guy to work for if you're a developer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that said, uh, could you share with us why um, one stop dev shop would be a better solution for many people uh, other than Upwork? So, so this is my feeling on Upwork. Upwork is great for certain things. Like if you want to find sort of not, um, what am I talking about? Sort of like lower risk projects. Like if you're looking for a virtual assistant or like I find content writers there, sometimes I find designers there. It's, there's, it's a low risk, right? So you're, you're talking about like one to two, $500 jobs. Um, that, that's no problem with Upwork. If if I'm looking to do like an MVP, which is a minimal viable mm-hmm. product on a software project, um, or even like a, a pretty upscale website that's like something five to sort of 15,000 um, in that range, I personally don't like Upwork because you go there and you just get bombarded by people oh, yeah. and you don't really know. And, and everyone's, you know, giving you their pitch and, um, uh, and, and also, and then I go by the reviews and this guy's got, you know, a 4.9 average. And I went by reviews for a while and I got burned really bad by this guy and he was arrogant. And uh, I said, mm. oh, well, my reviews are really good. Uh, and I basically, ju- I had some really good developers that, you know, one guy was my neighbor and he was like really good. And he basically was one of these guys that goes to, um, you know, Python events and speaks to all the developers. He's like as high up as you can get in the industry. And he was, I, I said, can you check out this guy's code? You know? And he's like, Oh my God, this is like, it's bad. It's terrible. Um, and then, and he said, well, do you have some references? And he says, yeah, why don't you use these guys? Um, they're great. And, and so I moved off of Upwork. We've shifted away from this guy. It was a nightmare. Um, and, and it's not just that one guy. I, I, I over Obviously, since 2003, I've been doing software. I've probably done 50 software projects on Upwork, and none of them have really worked out well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been okay. Some have been okay. But uh, when you find good developers, it's almost always through reference. Um, yeah. and, and if you talk to them, they're like, why aren't you on Upwork? It's like, oh my God, that's such a waste of time. It's just like bidding mm. with all these guys, you know, yeah. like from, you know, Pakistan and stuff. And it's like a race to the bottom. And exactly. Like, so, the, and they're like, all the good developers would just never go to Upwork, mm. um, because it's so competitive that every, all the prices get driven down. Yeah. So good developers just are not there. Um, and or in in my opinion and in my experience, I say that I'm say maybe maybe there are, um, but I just think their rates get to, good. Developers don't really need to go to Upwork, is what I think, because they can charge whatever they want. You know, right? If, if they're good people, you know, clients are saying, "Oh my God, you got to work with this guy. He's great," and they're like booked out for a year. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. "Sorry, I'm not taking any more clients." So. Um, so that's that's my feeling with Upwork and TopTal is the same. I went and checked them out as well. Um, you know, first of all, the rates were sixty five an hour, which for me is like, well, you know, that's kind of a lot, you know, um, mm-hmm. for for what for what you can get. Um, 
So uh, I don't even go to Top Tell anymore. I tried them out, and it's like these, you know, these. Th this is just too much. These guys bidding this stuff out. I can get this stuff with my devs done for half the cost. Um, so um, I was just like, I'm just going to create something that's for the people like me that that are, don't have been burned by Upwork, and they want a good development yeah. team, and they want to work with someone like me who's built you know, like SaaS and I have SaaS clients, I have my own SaaS um, so that we can speak the same language. I know, all the, you know, all the same problems that happen with software as, as a service developers, what charge charging platforms they should use, you know, all those sorts of things like integrations that they should use. Um, so that's what we specialize, just software as a service. Yeah. And by the way, is it SaaS or SaaS? <laughs> That's a good question. I, was I hear SAS. you say SAS. Now it's it's going to turn into a GIF gift thing. I know. <laughs> you know one thing, Jordy, you say on your website too. Uh, your first thirty days of your project are guaranteed. You've got to, uh, yeah. What what? Tell me what that means because okay, I got so something you won't find on Upwork. <laughs> no, no. And, and the other thing you won't find uh, is if you notice the tagline is on time and on budget, or it's on us. Right. Nobody else yes. says that. We had a yeah. meeting with my guys. They're like, "Are you guys okay saying this?" Because they're like, "They're like, uh, okay, let's say." <laughs> so yeah. it was good. So we've had that on now for a while. We have not had to pay anyone back. Um, and then with the first day, thirty days guaranteed. For the most part, what I do is I say, "You say, give me a deposit." And you know, let, let's say we're doing a two month project, right? So I said, give me a deposit if I don't know the guy. If I know the guy, it's like, no no deposit, nothing. Yeah, um, right. But I say, if I don't know him, I say, give me a deposit, let's say it's 25%. We do the first 30 days, we have Sprint. So basically, um, basically, um, if we haven't produced something, by, so by 30 days, we sh they should know like if they like working with us. I love that. Us. Uh, and, and, and if they, if they're not happy and like, you know, um, you, you don't pay us, you know, you can cancel the contract. I'll give you your money back. So the onus is really on uh, me and my team to deliver. Yep. And so it puts the pressure on us. And so far it's just been, you know, there hasn't been any issues with it. So, and I don't expect there will be because, but by having that in place, my team knows that and we're just, we're just so delivering and yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, that's the mark of, you know, for me, uh, you know, when an agency offers that, that's the mark of confidence. That's the mark of yeah. experience. That's the mark of someone who says, listen, we, we know what our results are. And so you yeah. can rest on our experience and, and we're willing to put that risk reversal out there because we know our results are good. You know, unlike, you know, in the PR world is ridiculous. Uh, you know, they want 12 month contracts, no guarantees. There are no guarantees in PR uh, is the standard thing. And, and that's, that's actually why we started up my influence is because I, that's ridiculous. You know, you, yeah. yes, you can. Uh, you just don't want to because, you know, you know, you know that you might have to work really, really, really hard in order to get that. So, um, you know, that was our approach all along the way. And then, you know, similarly, with, um, you know, I love this idea of, you know, of setting benchmarks and, and say, here's the, you know, here's the deliverables, here's the milestone. And, uh, you know, think about what it is that the client really, really wants and say, well, you know, in order for us to get paid, we have to make sure that you get this and tie it as yeah. closely to the end outcome that they want as possible. So that's right. Um, 
but that's really exciting. So Jordy, this is fantastic. So let me, let me just make sure that people understand again, your two websites, one stop dev shop.io. Um, please go on to, to Jordy's website. Just so you, I want you to read, uh, the, uh, the section on Upwork. And I think that, uh, it's, it's, it's good to consider, um, depending on what your project is and what your needs are. And it makes some sense, it makes some really good sense, Jordy. I appreciate that. And of course your other website we talked a bit about, um, is wave review.com. And then one more time on your podcast. Uh, and that podcast is, let's see, here it goes up the big break software podcast. What do you talk about on that show? So that's off of my one-stop dev shop, um, website. And, and that is basically talking to founders. And what I talk about with the founders is how they went from zero to 30,000. Uh, so I called the, the zero to 30 journey, um, you know, to, to breaking and, and the, the premise is really like, how did you find the idea? How did you find the dev team? And how did you get from like zero to 5,000, 5,000 to 15,000, and then 15 to 30,000? Cause those are sort of three phases. And, and then the, the premise is really, if you're at 30,000, you're sort of, you know, you figured things out and people obviously are responding to your software mm. and, and you're, you know, you're sort of off your, you know, on your way to success. Yeah. Well, Jordy Wardman, thank you so much for joining us. This is fantastic. Anything else that people should know before we uh, before we hit stop? No, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I don't check it out that much, but but it's um, I'm sure you'll have it in the show notes, uh, Jordy Wardman. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, just uh, really enjoyed speaking with you, Josh. Excellent, Jordy. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.